Well, back by an insatiable demand, we are back. Longhorn Confidential is here. Statesman folks, get ready. We're ready. Danny, Kirk, and said, I'm Brian. It's Alabama week. And I don't know if you guys know about this, but Alabama, not a terrible team. They're pretty good. They're a little better than Louisiana Monroe, so I'm told. Texas and Alabama both come in 1-0 this week off their openers. But let's be realistic. Everyone is super pumped about the clash of these helmets. But these are two programs in two very different positions right now. And I just want to open it up to the floor. Uh, what what are some of y'all's thoughts right now about where Texas is? Is this a benchmark game? Is it a measuring stick game? Or is it just a, you know, hold on and, and look through your fingers type of game? <laughs> I think it's clearly a benchmark game. Every game's a measuring stick game, but none more so than this when you're playing the best program in America and you're about to join their league in a year or two or three. So, uh, yeah, it is a measuring stick. There's no getting around it. Like Sarkzell Monday said, will it define us? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, if they get blown out, he doesn't want it to define them. And obviously, you know, they'll keep falling back on the way. It's got nothing to do whether we get to Arlington in December for the Big 12 championship game. But, yeah, it's it's hard to overstate, I think, the significance of this game and just see if Texas can be competitive in this atmosphere. You're talking about getting to Arlington. They just need to get to the UTSA game. I mean, it's it could be a bloodbath. I, I mean, Alabama is is Alabama, and Nick Saban is on a revenge tour. He wants to he wants to destroy the Horns, he wants to destroy the Aggies, and he wants to destroy the SEC because he lost in the championship game last season. So he's feisty, he's ready to roll, and if I'm Sark, I'm gonna have my guys ready. It's it's a, a very high bar that they've got to reach like i told sark on monday they beat glass joe and now they're fighting mr sandman and so their goal is just to not get knocked out in the first round you could take the crimson tide to distance and keep it respectable have a chance to steal it even maybe uh, then we're going to have really good things in store for the rest of the season that's a big if though daniel yeah, I know, you know, I know Kirk said it's kind of hard to, I guess, overstate this game, but I think we're going to try this week. I think uh, <laughs> everyone, you know, is going to put way too much stock into this game. And I don't know, like, I, I guess I, I can see where this can be a measuring stick game, but it really does not matter if Texas lose, loses. I mean, everything Sark says about, you know, it doesn't impact the Big 12 race, getting to Arlington, blah, blah, blah. That's their goal. I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, it may be coach speak, but it's true. And, you know, if Texas wins, I mean, yeah, I mean, people will be hyped and psyched and stuff like that. But my first game on this beat was the first game of the 2016 season, and that was a measuring stick when they beat Notre Dame. And what happened? They were you know, the bad. A couple of seasons ago was a, was a measuring stick, and bum, bum. what happened? You know, this season is going to be the measuring stick. I don't think one game is going to be the measuring stick. Win or lose is going to give us a lot to talk about, but in the grand scheme of things, what happens next week and then what especially happens in conference play is what's going to determine how far this team has gone, not what happens this weekend, although a lot of eyes will be on this team. And, you know, granted, Texas doesn't want to lose this game by 30, but, you know, I'm 
I'm not going to get too hyped or, you know, too overblown in my analysis of this game because in the end, it doesn't really matter. That's a good point. I mean, let's, you know, to me, the biggest thing about this game is coming out of it with your psyche intact, right? Uh, don't come out of it just mentally just 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 destroyed like, like they did against Arkansas. I mean, look, I think I think there's no doubt that that team was very fragile mentally uh, and to come out of it the way they did was brutal. And it took them several weeks to rebuild that. So this time you've got you've got a similar, uh, you know, a, a young quarterback and Quinn Ewers who uh, did OK Saturday. You know, was it perfect? No. Could he be a lot better? Absolutely. Um, but to me, guys, that that's where to build on Danny's point, that's what that's what the most important thing for Texas is to come out of that where you, you still feel good about Quinn and you still feel good about the rest of the season. But here, here's the thing I would just point out is has everything affects recruiting, you know, everything. And if Alabama rolls in here and just crashes them, if it's, you know, 55 to zero, like it was when they played Utah state last week, it's going to be, you know, the national perception is going to be same old Texas, nothing changes. They got their fourth, you know, uh, third head coach since Mac Brown, and they they're not any better now than they were, you know, after Mac left. So, you know, it could leave a it could leave a real big scar. And obviously, it would show Texas if they get blown out how far they have to go to be competitive. And I would just add on top of that, it, it would be even worse because the Aggies just beat, you know, Alabama at their place last year, and we all know that wasn't a great A and M team. You know, what they go eight and four, you know, and didn't play their bowl game because of COVID stuff. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't mean anything for us as a Big 12 championship. We know that. But when you talk about, okay, can their psyche survive this game? It's kind of a low bar and kind of sets low expectations. But, you know, I'd ask you guys, it's a, it really sounds like Texas players bring a lot of confidence in, in this game and, and think they can win. Maybe it's delusional. I don't think any of us think they can pull this off, but do you guys think this is a real confident team? I mean, I don't, I don't, that's football. I mean, like if you were on that team and you, don't, and you don't think you can win this game, you shouldn't be on that team. Like I, it may be delusional. It may be overconfidence. It may be the exact thing this team. If you don't think you can beat Alabama, you shouldn't be on this team. If you play at Kansas and you're playing Alabama and you don't think you can you know, make it a game or – you know, when you shouldn't be a football player, like it does not surprise me that, you know, these players think that they can beat Alabama because that's what this game is. And if you're, you know, if you're not in the mood, get in the mood, you know, like they, that doesn't surprise me that those guys, like I would have been really concerned if they went in there like, I, you know, we we're just trying to keep it close or you know, we're just trying to survive until next week. You know, that would have really concerned me. I know there was, you know, some, you know, clickbait headlines going around about something Jatavian said in post game, which was, you know, his quote got, kind of got taken out of co- context. And if that was, if that quote was accurate and not taken out of context, I'd be concerned. But, you know, these guys know how good Alabama is. They respect Alabama. We're going to hear enough about how much respect there is for the Crimson Tide this week. But, you know, they had better think that they can beat this team or else they shouldn't be playing at the University of Texas. And you know what? You're right about that. That's a good point. And, that lets me know that Sarkeesian's buy-in is starting to take hold. His message is starting to get through. Um, the locker room seems united. We always hear that every year. So I, I try to take that with a grain of salt. We're closer than we've ever, you know, uh, like Kirk could tell you. Um, you know, give me, a, you know, I think um, 
Quinn said something about it'll take chemistry over talent, and I disagree with that. Get, give me 85 jerks that go 10-2 and two over a bunch of great guys that go 5-7. and seven. I mean, and I'm sure the fan base agrees with that. So I love, the, I love what's coming out of the Texas camp. They're confident. They feel good about themselves. They're in a good mental space. They're going to get blown out. I mean, let's, I know people hate me for saying it. They're going to get blown out. They're playing the best team in the country. Now, do they have a chance to keep it close? Yeah, they do. But Alabama has – they have two guys on that team that are going to be in the first five picks of the draft maybe. Though that's, that's real. And they have the best coach ever, and he's pissed. So um, it's, one th- it's one thing to hope, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's another thing. you got to look – got to be realistic. I mean, I'm pick, I'll pick Texas to be UTSA. I'll pick them to win in Lubbock, but 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 for us to pick them to win here, um, you, you, there's got to be some dreaming going on because Alabama's a juggernaut. Unless some, unless Will Anderson and Bryce Young get carried out on a stretcher, or or Quinn gives a Zach Calzada type performance, and those offensive linemen hold up, and that's my biggest concern is the line. I just don't see them keeping this close. Thought I thought it was really interesting about how. Uh, did you guys notice that Kelvin Banks was one of the first starters pulled out of Saturday's game against Monroe? This was after he had already had kind of a a, a lower leg scare. He got cleated. Um, he got cleated. Absolutely, yeah. And so you know that that made sense. You know, get 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 the future uh, left tackle out of there when it was when it was quickly going into garbage time. Uh, I don't want to talk about Monroe, but I, I do think that that there were some really good things to come out of there. You saw some pressure off the edge a little bit. Baron Sorrell was all over the place. Um, you know, at least it felt like anyway, both he and, and uh, DeMarvin Overshone led the team in tackles uh, special teams. Mm, I don't know. It's, it's yes. It was great to block a punt for, for Deshaun Jameson and uh, Keelan Robinson gets a scoop and score. But they also had some holding issues. Saw Hudson card in the second half out there holding on kicks. So, you know, said to your point a little bit, you know, they are going up against, you know, one of the best teams in college football and, you know, look, look, Texas has to work on themselves to me and they've got, they've got to work on themselves. And that's what this week is about. I think they shouldn't, you know, yeah, it's great that Alabama is going to be here, but Texas needs to sharpen on their own game. Right. Uh, and, and be ready for themselves more than I think they need to be worried about the Heisman trophy winner, um, you know, and Will Anderson. Plus the special or Bryce Young, oh, yeah, uh, or the guy who won it, yeah, yeah. Special teams wasn't great other than the block punt. You know, you had Isaac Pearson. I don't know, he already lost his job, you know, and uh, didn't punt the last two times, and then obviously fumbling the snap on the field goal. So you know, Bert Auburn is you know new at, at field goal kickers. So you know so i'm sure sark's worried about the special team but i agree with said i think it's up front when you play alabama they just maul people and uh you look at i was counting uh, looking at the depth chart uh, at the uh, texas louisiana monroe game and i counted out of their top 12 offensive linemen listed seven are true freshmen and guess what you better grow up in a hurry in a week you know if you're going against will anderson and and those people. So that's, that could get ugly real fast if Texas doesn't really play to the top of its game and maybe get a break here and there. 
You know, the thing, the one thing I keep thinking about is, is remember the LSU game when uh, Texas nearly beat them? Third, sure. third 17. Um, Should have beaten them. Could have beaten them. We didn't know that LSU was the best team in the country yet, did we? No. We suspected they might be, but we didn't know. And so it came to pass that they were, and that Jay, that and that Joe Burrow was on some different stuff, um, and that that was an NFL team. Basically, we know going in that this Alabama team is the bomb. We know, so they see this coming, and um, that team that nearly beat LSU was better than this team. That Texas team was better than this Texas team. Uh, they had a veteran quarterback. Um, you know, they had a guy that had some skins on the wall and and some veterans on the team. This will be a bigger test because we know Alabama is the best team in the country. This will be a much larger test, and there aren't as many veterans in key positions. The tackles, uh, Christian Jones, a veteran, but he ain't that good. The tackles are going to be the, the biggest part of this game. Can they block? Can they block? And that's the part that worries me the most. Quinn, you're a very confident cat. Um, he can he can play football, but we all know his best football is ahead of him. And he's not going to play the best game he ever played this weekend. He might play well, but he's going to be up against it. So, and I know I sound like Debbie Downer, but I'm just being real. This is this is Alabama we're talking about. Hey, they're a three touchdown underdog. I mean. How do we not avoid reality? Oh, but, uh, and you know, okay, said, Nick said, Saban I mean, does I, what Bill Belichick does. Yeah, I mean, said, you know, it, it, it it's very difficult for anybody to have uh, belief like that. If we were talking about a team that was nine and three last year, made it to Arlington, et cetera, et cetera, it's a five and seven program, right? It's a five and seven program that you know needs to get better in a lot of different areas. You know, that you, you, you don't just go get seven freshman offensive linemen and magically you're ready for the CFP. That's just not how better. it works. They're right? going to get better. They will. Yeah, they, they're, they're going to get better. And, and I, I do think Texas is on the right track. I just think that, um, you know, Saturday uh, we'll, we'll see what the standard is, is expected to be. And what's Alabama going to do, try to do is make as, the focal point will be stopping Bijan. Make Quinn sure. Ewers, the redshirt freshman, beat you in just his second game. And Bijan so, said it. You ask him, but is there going to be just a gonna load up. Back? He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure, they're going to load up on him. He's ready. He's ready for this. So No, he is. But I don't know if the line or Quinn Ewers are. Danny, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I agree with what Kirk was saying. I mean, we saw last year what happened when, you know, Bijan was great last year, but he also had some games where defenses were able to key on him and stop him. And, you know, Texas either wasn't able to produce enough offensively or in the case of the, you know, Kansas game, they produced enough offensively, but their defense didn't hold up. So, I mean, this is going to need to be a complete team effort, um, as cliche as that sounds, for Texas to make this close or, you know, at least to make Alabama sweat or, you know, pull off that, that upset, which I don't think any of us are picking. So, I mean, this is going to be, you know, this, you know, Bijan is not going to run for 250 yards before touchdowns. That's not going to sure? happen. This is going to need to be, he needs to go for a hundred. <laughs> Quinn's going to need to, you know, go turnover free, or at least, you know, limit the turnovers. I don't know if we can say turnover free against a 
this Alabama team, these offensive linemen are going to need to step up. And you know, we're going to need to see Xavier. We're going to need to see Jordan have those big games, which they didn't have um, in the opener, which may have been somewhat by design. But, you know, there were a couple missed uh, long shots to, to Xavier. And we're just going to need to see this Texas team has a, has a chance for everyone on this offense to be clicking. Then obviously the defense is going to, you know, it's it, it's they look nice against ULM, but you know, no no offense to the Warhawks or maybe offense. Whenever you say no offense, something offensive is about to be said. Um, <laughs> but you know, the Warhawks are not uh, not in Alabama's class, so you know that wasn't the best test to see how far this defense has has come. But we'll we'll find out on Saturday. The yeah, Miami Warhawks. You know, to me, guys, I, I think of like what is some of the good ways that Texas could could uh, really really work the angles on this. And I thought about you know the USC game in 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 the Coliseum. They got a big goal line stand. You know, I think it was big. I think it was Malcolm Brown had a, had a big tackle on the goal line stand that propelled them early in the first quarter. LSU game at home. They had the early touchdown, dropped the two point conversion, not good, but still had got an early score on the board. And to me, that's what Texas needs to do. They they need to land a, an early hard punch, uh, to you know sort of give themselves confidence. Hey, we can do this, right? And that gets your crowd going. Uh, it'll be a hundred thousand strong, you know, in, in Roll Memorial, no doubt. Um, and, and so to me, that's what that to me is going to be the big key is can they get something good happen early and you know can you hang in there because my feeling is with a with a game like this if you can just somehow get it to a, it's a one score game in the fourth quarter then all bets are off because Alabama I, I think will know they're in a dog fight and Texas will have big time belief at that point yeah i think a few things could, in the crowd a few things they could do they may have to use Bijan Moore as a receiver you know get him in space uh, ordinarily, you'd say get him in space against those linebackers, but you know Alabama's linebackers are terrors, you know. But I think getting him outside on the perimeter would probably help. Uh, you don't want to go east-west against Alabama, but you got to get Bijan in space. The other thing, Xavier Worthy, they got to get him more involved. All they were doing Saturday was throwing deep to him and overthrowing, so they got to get him more in the short, intermediate range and. Are you, asking for a a lot too. Are you asking for a hitch route, Doc? I'm looking for a slant, you know, a, a curl. School of of first and ten, throw it out but there, he, and let him dance. If Xavier Worthy doesn't get involved, they don't stand a chance. You gotta use your weapons and I agree with that. And uh and take some of the pressure off Bijan. I'm gonna tell you guys, I'm I'm excited about how Sark is right now. Um He's got this light about him. He's feeling good about his team. He knows that they're going in the right direction. This is just a tough, tough assignment. And um, what he's got to what he's got to remember, and he reminded us and and at his presser is, it's not the last game of the season, and they can still make it to the Big Twelve Championship game if they lose. He just got to try, and hopefully, come out of this thing healthy. Major players cannot get hurt in this game. And it's the most physical defense they will see all season. They just got to make sure that they that they are upright and ready to go when Tractor Trailer brings those Roadrunners in here next week. Tractor Trailer, I love it. Hey, heck of a game. Heck of a game against Houston. Heck, heck of a season debut for, for the Roadrunners. Um, you know, let's... 
look, let's we'll go around. I mean, well, we don't need to go around the horn. I think we all kind of know where everybody stands on picking this game. I I have always been of the belief that if Texas is two and one going into Lubbock, you're fine. You're you're totally fine at that point. That's what they and, want. Yeah, it's absolutely two two and one two and one, and you and you, held, and oh, you held your own against the number one team in the country. That, that to me is a is a is a great uh, set, setup for the for the Big Twelve season. Be competitive, play hard, don't look sloppy, don't look like you don't belong. Right. Don't get hurt. <laughs> be healthy. Uh, be 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 healthy, and 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 Kelvin Banks comes out of there ready to go. This is going to help Kelvin Banks. No question. You won't face better edge rushers the rest of the season. That's gone. This is a great test for this young man. Um, and and it's gonna help him lead moving forward. I hope I hope we get to talk to him soon. Because I want to ask him about Will Anderson. Danny, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't really have any final thoughts about the game because there's no advice I can give these players, and they're not gonna listen to this thing anyway. But I do hope that uh, you know. The fans who are out there just have a good time. I mean, it should be a pretty crazy um, atmosphere with all the game day and the big new kickoff and the fact that it is Alabama. So, I mean, this is a good chance for Texas fans to kind of get that. All right, this is what the SEC is going to be be like. Let's hope um, we don't have an air conditioning um, controversy again like we did with LSU a couple years ago and everything goes smoothly, smoothly there. But I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is this is going to be fun. Like, the ULM game, you know, it was nice to be back at the stadium, but that buzz, I just didn't feel that buzz was necessarily there. But it will be it will be there uh, on Saturday. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is I pretty much had to be on campus by, like, 7, 7 o'clock just because of how congested everything is going to be with parking and stuff like that. But that's a small price to pay, I guess, to, for a game this big. So it's going to be fun, and I hope the fans, regardless of the score, have, have fun too, and that it's just a fun atmosphere and – um, you know, this is what this is what college football should be, and I'm looking forward to it. God Don't bless forget. college football. God bless college football. Absolutely. That's why we do this. This is wonderful. This is Don't forget hydrate, 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 hydrate. It cannot be overstated the circus mm-hmm. atmosphere that's going to be on campus on Saturday. ESPN College Game Day, Fox's Big Noon Kickoff, Longhorn Network has a pregame show. Bevo Boulevard will be going full throttle. Flow right after the game. If you're not too heated out, melted down from, from being out there, hopefully we get good weather. And uh, I haven't take, taken a peek yet, but it's cooled off a little bit. We're in the mid-90s, at least now, and not not in the bazillions. Not bad. It'll not be bad. fun. There's going to be cameras there, so we know McConaughey will show up. It's, it's going to be a great, <clears throat> uh, great weekend. Minister of Culture is going to be all over it. There's no question about that. Well, we are going to be all over it as well at hook'em.com, part of the Austin American Statesman. We'd love for you to come check it out. If you, lo- if you like these videos, smash the subscribe button down on the bottom there on YouTube, and we would like to uh, see it more often, and uh, we'll do these more often as well since we know you're getting fe- we're getting feedback you guys like them. So we appreciate that. Appreciate you reading. For Kirk, Danny, and Sid, I'm Brian. I'll talk with you next time.